Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week. Wherever you get your podcasts, just making sure we're live, and I hope we're able up there. Come on and join us if you can. Uh, just checking everything out right now. Looking forward to Hey, there's Eric again. Eric, I don't know what happened. We're just on here talking. All of a sudden, it's, in fact, the software said live and recording. Everywhere else said you're not live and recording. So we're going to try it one more time. Go ahead and check out the Lakerholics at Lakerholics.com. I'll, of course, go ahead and check out Joe Soros, Oxide D47 at Lakersball.com. And, of course, his company, Symblates. Symblates with a Y.com. Magic Man is also here as well. We're going to go ahead and talk to him in a, here in a bit. But also as well, go ahead and check out our friends, Empire Jeff. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers in 5, and the John McCallion Channel. Speaking of subscribing, go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air or like our Facebook page. The other day we had 1,100 views on just a random Friday night. So we enjoyed that and appreciate that so much. We're back again right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, the Lakers, unfortunately, after that terrible performance in Orlando head down to South Beach to face off against the Miami Heat tomorrow. The game's at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Please join us at playback.tv slash Fast Break. Of course, on this channel, you'll get a pre-game and a post-game from us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Intel Wild says Simblades. Simblades indeed. But also want to go ahead and mention that the Lakers will not have most likely Jackson Hayes, along with Rui Hashimura, who has not been cleared yet from concussion protocol. You do already know Gabe Vincent's out with the issues with his knee. And then, of course, of course, Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, still out uh, with the bursitis in his heel. But Torian Prince looks like he has been taken off the injury report and will be ready to go come Monday evening in Miami. So that's something to look forward to there. But what do the Lakers need to change in order to not catch the South Beach flu? Here today to go ahead and let us know what the Lakers need to do better, like rebounding. Good man indeed. It is, of course, Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. Lakersball.com and Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Second time around, looks like we're still live. We've got interaction with the best Lakers chat room. You know, that's out there. It is the Lakers fast break. So 
I guess, unfortunately, you know, second time around, can, you know, you can at least let them know why now. At least everybody will be able to hear why you think the Lakers can go ahead and turn around for tomorrow. Well, turn around is unknown at this point, considering they seem to not be able to turn around their issue with rebounding. Their rebounding is something that's plagued them here since the beginning and even just, you know, to some degree, even last year. Uh, the main issue or the new issue is not being able to score in the first quarter. I don't know what preparation Darvin Ham is doing for the team, but uh, these guys don't seem too motivated to come out the gate. Now, uh, effort is likely the reason this is happening. And I want to know why. I want to know why the effort isn't there because nothing else makes sense. Is it, is it confidence? Is it frustration when a couple things don't go your way? Uh, maybe uh, practices. You know, the practices are, are supposed to be where you make these things work. And then... Well, the, don't, add, don't tell that to Allen Iverson. Well, if you're going to bring up Allen Iverson, I, 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 I know that Sean admires Allen Iverson, and I do as well. <laughs> but uh, I did hear our esteemed colleague... Stone Cold Hansen mentioned something that made very much sense. <laughs> Big shout out to Stone. And and that was, let's just, let, let me just paraphrase it. He, he left a lot on the table because he didn't practice. Uh, similar to, I should say didn't practice. Was it uh, prepared enough to extend his career? Because he played off his talent. AI played off his talent really for about 10 years. When his talents start to dwindle, that's when he started becoming an okay player instead of the great player he was. Same thing happened to Tracy McGrady. And when you want to compare Kobe, Tracy McGrady, and AI, really the, the, the difference is work ethic. So work ethic of this team, uh, I, I don't know what – what that is really uh i mean we know lebron we know ad put in the work uh I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna really harp on that too much but there is a desire that looks like it's missing and that's what rebounding is it's a desire to to get that ball it's a lot of times you don't need extensive talent it's about desire and want and not only is it one or two guys it's several guys that are not doing it and the chemistry needs to get better in terms of spacing for those rebounds. Cause a lot of times you'll see uh, two of the Lakers players trying to go for a rebound and it, it ends up either going out of bounds or going to the other team. I saw that several times the first six games and that's supposed to be figured out in practice. That's something the coaching staff I'd like to assume would be able to identify. And that's the question I want to ask everyone here. These guys watch film, correct? It's supposed to be. Okay, so rebounding is about desire and want, yet we can't convince these guys to rebound and want. We can't convince these guys yet to create a chemistry to where you're not bumbling and fumbling for the rebound as well. That's that's a big sign there that says, hey, are you paying attention to like AD being here or if, 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 if uh, Austin Reeves is coming in and around you? Like, you got to have some kind of uh, feel. You got to have some kind of chemistry. And those things are worked on in practice. 
Those things are worked on in practice. Back in the day before, I guess, the Sissy Lala preparation thing the last, I don't know how many years, is that we used to hear that practices were the most more grueling. Hell, I heard it today when I was listening to Kevin Garnett talking to Paul Pierce. And what 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 is it? What is it? I mean, what is, what, what is it that you do for your preparation? Uh, you, you make a mistake. You have a bad game. How do you not? And, and then how do you fi- how do you fix it? How do you prepare to fix it? How does this take six games already not to figure out how to get rebounds? It's not like you're getting burned by a better player or better team. You know, I'm sorry, Orlando, with all due respect, Orlando, they're, they're an okay team. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You should be better. And we, we're going to have to see if these guys really want to win the title. LeBron wants to. AD, 90% maybe? Still 10%. But LeBron wants to win 100%. Who else is 100%? Who else is 100% on this team that wants to win? And are you worried about getting injured? Are you worried about what you're going to do after the game? If those are the cases, those are the issues, uh, you can say sayonara to the title this year. So I'd like to see them tomorrow come out and pounce on a team that's not really that good either. They're they're okay. Yeah, they're the Miami culture. Yeah, blah, you know, it's Miami, whatever. I mean, are they going to get distracted? Are they going to be at the club tonight hanging out? Are they going to go after I don't know. I would like to think that after the Orlando loss, they're in their hotel rooms, at least watching tape, or they're in the gym preparing for tomorrow. And we're going to find out if their desire to execute will be there. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Rice with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. We're talking about what the Lakers need to do to fix uh, everything that's going on before they head to South Beach tomorrow for a game against the Miami Heat. Again, it'll be live 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Go ahead and catch it with us on playback.tv. So that's fast break. Do you want to go ahead and mention that also here today, good man indeed, he is the madman for Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and check us out here at the Lakers fast break, as he always does. What a great part of the Lakers fast break that he is. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here. I will let you know that your headset is not actually using the audio right now. It's all based off your tablet or whatever you're using in front of you. It is because I can actually hear everything that you're scratching right there below. So I do want to go ahead. You can fix it later on. It's okay. No worries. So Because we want your deep insight first. Because you were very angry yesterday you had a lot of emotion that you protect because you sat there for two and a half hours you were the best part and you and nick best parts about what we saw yesterday going through the motions on playback and i could just feel your anger if you could have gone out there on the court i think you would have given a much better effort than the lakers on saturday uh Thank you for reminding me, Gerald. I, I do know what the problem is. I will fix it as soon as we're done with this. As soon as I hear the click, click, click as soon as I hear the click, click, click. I know. Okay. Audience first. <laughs> I do it happens to be all the time. Actually it happened to me the other day because I still had my my this one on instead of this one on. So I had to unplug this one halfway through the show. So people in the audience are probably hear like <laughs> then he hears the, my normal voice. So there you go. Don't worry about it, my friend. Oh, so, fair enough. 
Uh, so yeah, me, Gerald, uh, yeah. I, I, I probably would have broken my back for uh, the Lakers and uh, the fandom on Saturday, but that's the sacrifice you got to make, I guess, if you're just going to go full throttle and go for it all. Uh, I would have for the Lakers, for you guys, uh, but I'm only six feet tall, 219 pounds. I would get stretched out very badly against uh, those They would put you on an island. Yes, yes. And uh, eventually I'd be on a milk carton after that, Gerald. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) But uh, I would have had uh, the guts, at least. Sometimes guts is enough, Gerald. Didn't have any guts or snot last night, man. It's miss it's it's missing from this team. And like we we saw this happening in real time. We've been in this spot for almost four years, Gerald. We know what we're watching. And those first five games were an indictment on preparation. And that game in Orlando was emblematic of not giving a hoot. That's that's just my personal opinion. I'm with Joe. Um, I, I spoke about it last night I, I adamantly, both on playback and uh, on the post game. I, I'm questioning whether or not certain guys actually are uh, reading scouting reports. And Joe's right. Like, they're watching film, but are you actually paying attention to what you're watching? Because they don't practice much during the season. They, they, you know, most teams do not avoid injury. So a lot of it is film sessions. Yes, we know Intel it's on tablets and, you know, you're showing it on high def screens and all that. Those days of film projectors and all uh, that. Gerald, I remember, Pey- I remember Peyton Manning at the, at the Pro Bowl said that Derek Carr walked up to him and said, I need to get better at preparation. And he goes, okay, all right. So I'll help you along here. So they walk into into a film room drilled, and uh, Derek Carr sees Peyton Manning pull out two two tablets, two computers, and a notepad, and he's got nothing. And Peyton says, "Dude, if you're watching film, why aren't you taking notes? Can't remember everything that you see. So if you take notes, it'll remember." it'll help you remember what maybe you missed in the moment or the little details that you need to be fine-tuned about. And he was like, yep, he's right. I, so he, I started going into film room with a, with a notepad. I just don't think they're paying attention, Gerald. That, that's the trouble. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, throwing these allegations against veterans who you obviously know are in their own preparation, Gerald. I'm talking about some of the young cats on this team that I think just think they can get by with talent and talent alone. As we saw tonight, Gerald, the Toronto Raptors were very, very focused in film sessions on how to disrupt Victor Wembayama. He did not have the kind of stellar game he's had in the past in the past week or so. And that was attributable to film work and the Raptors really honing in on where to put him on certain parts of the floor where it's inefficient. And as Joe was saying, the Lakers are capable of doing that with boxing out and they're, they're rebounding. 
one one of my one of my pet peeves was that for some reason Darvin Ham really insisted on going back to the heavy three guard lineup with Christian Wood and AD out there. You got to go big if you're going to have Wood and AD on the floor together. Wood Wood it, it's not it's a big it's a big task, Gerald, and a big ask to ask Christian Wood to be both a weak side rebounder and check Franz Wagner, which was completely, completely out of his element, Gerald. You can't ask Christian Wood to guard Franz Wagner. Uh, well, the, among, the thing amongst... I, I want to say, though, we don't know what point uh, Jackson Hayes got an injury, so that kind of maybe changed things a little bit around as far as how Ham could go ahead and, and you know get the lineups out there in that second half. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, fair enough. I, I will say though that, uh, that our pro our problems were were in the in the um, cards long before Hayes turned that ankle. That first that first half was actually the worst half I've seen a LeBron James team play since he was in Cleveland in his second stint in Cleveland, and it was the worst game that the Lakers have put forth at, with him on the team. Okay. All right. Because it was pretty uh, you know, bad. Among, I'll give you amongst that. the yeah, and amongst the uh, the the other myriad of issues, uh, I don't understand that he was he was trying to experiment with us down uh, fifteen points, Gerald. At the top, at the top of the at the top of the break, you're running consecutive DHOs, durable handoffs for Cam Reddish. When Cam Reddish isn't in Kevin Herter's league, he's not in Damian Lillard's league. He's not in Desmond Bain's league as far as being able to shoot or ball handle and create for somebody else. And yet this man wants us to sit there and and believe that he knows what he's doing. That's that that's a little troubling to me, Gerald. It's a, tr- a lot of troubling to for a lot of people. It's very troubling for a lot of people out there. And definitely we'll def- keep an eye on it, especially with Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, the, the more minutes he gets, the more his weaknesses kind of get out there, but you can try and limit him out there to 10 to 20 minutes a game playing hard defense. You're probably able to get away with it a lot more. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Nice. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Joe, let me bring it back in here. Cam Reddish, like I talked about, he's going to have to play, though, some minutes out there. Max Christie, uh, that's another issue entirely. He's also been struggling. The Lakers need to get some type of offense coming off the bench consistently. So far this season, they really haven't gotten that consistently off the bench as of yet. No, they haven't, and unfortunately, the statistics are 
if LeBron isn't playing, the Lakers just don't function well. And this is indicative of, of this entire existence of LeBron in the NBA. If there's one mistake from a basketball standpoint that LeBron has probably made, like if you had to go back from the beginning, I think LeBron should have put more onus on playing with a coach who had longevity. Because he's been playing for how many coaches? I think he's played for, what, nine coaches? Yes, in that range. And I don't think that helped him. I think he lost a couple championships because of it. Um, with all due respect to Eric Spolstra, um, I know I'm probably in the minority on this, but I, I, don't, I consider him a very good coach. I don't consider him a great coach. Okay, because a lot of people out there, the analysts have always praised him for years being one of the very best good coach. I don't look at him as a great coach. Great coach is Greg Popovich. Great coach is Phil Jackson. It's not fair to compare him to those two. Uh, he's he's been he, he's won championships. He's been with several different types of uh, uh, teams that he's made good but see and that's the point is the two championships he won it was lebron and his prime prime and i know you need a great player there but i think the difference between popovich and phil jackson is winning more a couple more in there but that's a discussion for another time i think lebron uh, should have put more onus on 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 a, on a coach and somewhere where he could know that the guy is going to be there and you know you're going to have respect for him um, I know it's hard to do that, but I think that's kind of what probably cost them in terms of dealing with this nonsense all the time. And maybe, in, in all, maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe he prefers it this way because again, he doesn't have to deal with someone who's, you know, going to be more, I guess, in charge. I don't know. It's just throwing stuff out there. But the Lakers, as of right now, are being outscored two hundred and ten to one hundred thirty nine points in the first quarter. Um, they've been outscored 117 to 54 in second chance points for st- through the first six games. And that has cost them at least two wins, the Sacramento game and obviously the Orlando game. So the Lakers, if they could make an offensive rebound, would probably be sitting here at five and one. It's that simple. So you solve that problem. You, you're, you're, you got a leg up. Now, coming out the gate slow, which one is it, Darvin Ham? Are you going to have them come out slow in the first quarter now instead of the third? If they start coming out in the first quarter, guns a-blazing, are you going to go back to the third quarter stinking? Can't these guys play 48 minutes of basketball? Are they not professionals? Did not did the Lakers and Rob Palenka not and Jeannie not give everybody their money? Or a chance to showcase so they can go get their money. The front office, the ownership have done everything possible to make these guys mentally ready to play an NBA season. They overpaid certain guys. They gave extensions to people we were questioning. Remember, guys, I always say this to anyone that listens. Your first reaction to something is the truth. So when you say something to somebody and then they're like this, and then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm in support of it. No, 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 no. I saw your reaction the second I said it. So what did we say when they said 
we're going to give uh, Anthony Davis $186 million extension. The first reaction was, yeah, okay. Wait a minute, what's that little hesitation? Because we don't know if AD is going to be AD or DA. Dead on arrival. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, we've been watching all these games. We know what we're talking about, right? So there's no excuses here. There's nothing. You can't go after management. You can't go after Genie. You can't go, oh, they're not paying anybody or they're cheap and they changed the name of the state. Like, that. that's gone. You cannot use that excuse anymore. Now it's on the players and the coach to execute because they've set this table up for them to feel nice and comfortable and happy. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe they made it too nice. So if you don't make it nice, it's bad. You make it nice, it's bad. So at the end of the day, what is it? What's going to motivate you guys? And motivation is, is, a, is, a, is, to me, is absolute garbage for a professional. If you need to be motivated, your ass needs to go go, go uh, do Pilates somewhere in a gym. Go, go make a bunch of middle-aged people inspired. This is professional sports. This is the greatest league in your sport on the planet. If you're not motivated and you need to be motivated by somebody – then you're, 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 you're a clown. This issue is effort and focus. Stop getting yourselves in a hole at the end of the game. Stop sucking in the third quarter and start getting some rebounds and you'll start winning games. That's all that's left, guys. There's nothing else to discuss. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Magic Man, I do want to ask you this. When it comes to what you're seeing you know, obviously the effort and the rebounding has to short, get short up, but the inconsistencies on the outside is still a problem that I have an issue with. You know, we talked about coming into the season about how the shooting had to get better. You know, the way the Lakers stood in the in the lower, what, last final five teams in the league as far as taking and also making shots from the outside and behind the arc. This year, it hasn't got any better. And with D'Angelo going one of 10 from behind the arc, it's just that inconsistency. Even though Austin Reeves gave you a 7-11 performance, it just seems like there's still so many things going wrong with the backcourt and the perimeter that it just seems like it's keeping us down from where we need to be as a team right now. Yeah, Gerald. I think uh, I think what's happening with uh, with that is is um, what's uh, commonly known as quicksand. Um, you know, you want the backcourt to play a little better. So, D'Angelo starts taking shots that he can make, but not on a regular basis, and so he starts taking three or four of those a night instead of one or two. Well, I know and Felix on on Facebook is saying that uh, we should stop acting like the worst. And he's said this several times in, in over the weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, we take fewer than virtually anyone in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We make fewer than virtually anyone in the NBA. I don't see how you could actually say that we're patterning ourselves after the Warriors when we're shooting even less than last year and we're making almost the same amount as last year. I just yeah. don't see how, how you could pattern yeah. say we're like being about like the Warriors. I just I don't know how you can make that comparison. I don't I don't I don't see how either. Uh I, but I and if if uh 
Felix is saying in the sense that the Lakers are trying to maybe copycat the Lake, uh, the Warriors, um, uh, pronation to, uh, be a heavy dosed, uh, jump shooting theme. Then I, there, there's a point to be made there, but like the two offenses, I agree with Gerald. It's just, it's, it's trying to compare apples and, and mangoes. Yeah, they don't do the same thing. It, they it's don't very, accomplish very, the same yes, thing. very different as, as, uh, Gerald, uh, Astutely pointed out, yeah, the, so the there's Warriors... no way they really would like to be the Warriors because they don't have the personnel to be like the Warriors. No. But they do need some perimeter shooting that's just life in the NBA. So you do need to take a requisite amount of threes, whether that's 30, whether that's 35, whether that's 40. But right now, for the Lakers, they're barely checking up 30 and they're not even being efficient at doing that. Yeah, no, not at all, Gerald. And uh, especially, um, timely shots that's i I think they are the lakers felix i know you said i just want to be the lakers i think they are being the lakers but right now that's not getting it done every single game no not at all and we uh, we've seen gerald that uh for whatever reason both because of uh personnel and uh coaching the lakers have got have not uh put a penny in the well what worked last year um, heavy dose of uh, points in the paint and opportunities in the paint, um, taking advantage of your transition opportunities. Now, if the if transition presents itself, they'll take it, but that they're not being uh, uh, as aggressive and uh, forthright with uh, their point of attack defense as they were again last year, Gerald. And uh, while Vando was an important component of that. The other four guys who are on the floor in his absence in the starting lineup were there as well, too. And it doesn't matter who the fifth guy is. Whatever lineup has been um, starting has not been able to finish. And it's a myriad of issues. But preparation is less important for LeBron than recovery at, at this point in the game. So if you're LeBron and you're looking around the room and you see a lot of these young cats, you're, you shouldn't have to be preparing harder than them. They should be having to be preparing as hard as you are. And I don't see that happening with some young guys, Gerald. It's, it's the, the more important component for LeBron is recovery. We, we can't, we, we're constantly asking LeBron to be Wolverine and Gerald, that Wolverine blood, it's getting, getting, getting less, less, less. It, it's, it's, he's in the movie Logan right now. He's not in Wolverine Origins anymore, guys. He's in the movie Logan. Be so we're, we're relying on a 38-year-old guy to have a plus 12 in Orlando in 32 minutes, but yet the 12 minutes he is off the floor, the Lakers are a minus 31, Gerald. A minus 31 in 12 minutes. That's a whole quarter, ladies and gentlemen. And you were, your point differential in that game was a minus 31. That was worse than our first quarter against the Raptors five years ago when we gave up 42 and only scored 17. That was 25. This would be 31. Mm-hmm. We can't keep spotting teams twelve and thirteen points, Gerald. You know this isn't this isn't the Belgian or German, you know, 
Bundesliga uh, Division Three, where you, your team is a select team and their team isn't. So before the game, the refs come to you. Well, in light of the fact that you have select players, your team will now be down 15 points to start the game. What? That, that's essentially what we're going into now. Just an automatic uh, 10 to 12 point differential. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. And it's going to take all five of them. I don't care who the other fifth guy is. It's going to take all five of them to solve this thing together about the poor starts. Because it's, as we, as me and Nick said on playback, it's not just one position. They're a group. You got to take responsibility as a group for this. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Uh, it is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Dwight Smith, uh, Joe, says he wants to come on and talk Lakers ball. Okay. Email us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, and uh, let us know what you want to talk about in specific on Lakers ball. We'll, we'll bring you on. Go ahead and let us know specific, because if you come on here, you just say stuff, and you just want to go ahead and be a troll, we're going to cut you right off. But you want to come in, bring that conversation going, get everything going as far as in the in the chat room, we're more than happy to go ahead and bring you on. Rodell, we keep on asking to come on the show, and he's not yet taking the invite. So, Joe, let me ask you this, though. When it comes to what you're seeing with the Lakers, things have got to go ahead. And I, I know Alice says, you know, it's just one game. But, you know, when it comes to the Lakers, I really think that this is the start of the road trip. You want to start it on a good note. It didn't happen that way. You've got a team in Miami that's also been struggling getting out of the gate. This is the time you need to start taking advantage. You've got three teams this week in Miami, Houston, and Phoenix, all varying levels of struggling, just like the Lakers. This is the chance that you can go ahead and get yourself right this week. It's not just one game. We got swept by the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals because of this. If you go back and watch that series, if LeBron wasn't going to the hole, they the leads went away and dissipated, and they weren't able to guard uh, players from making shots, and they couldn't make shots. It's the same thing. This team cannot go anywhere and have a positive result unless they win the championship. I'm thinking championship. I'm not thinking about game six right now or game seven or game 42. Every game that they play needs to be uh, a journey to the championship. And we need to make sure that, or I should say, we need to explain this, that if they go into the same habits that cost them a finals appearance last year at the beginning of the year, that means it's not just, oh, well, it's the beginning of the year. It's, it's a habit now. And why haven't they fixed this habit being six months away from the game? Is it because the chemistry's not there because they have a few new players? Okay, we're going to give them time, obviously. We're still going to watch the games, still analyze it. But if we're in game 41 and these guys still suck at getting an offensive rebound, I don't know how that's going to change for the next 41. And I definitely don't know how the hell's going to change when the playoffs start because the – the ability with the with the good teams right now, the ability that they have is they look like they're moving in slow motion. You ever hear when you get an offense and when you get a certain rhythm in, in, in winning basketball or football or whatever, things slow down? Well, the Lakers aren't there yet. They, they, they're too fast. They're too unorganized. 
They need to slow down and see the ball slow down to get the rebound. They need to get out the gate and slow the game down in their pace and execute. If LeBron doesn't play, they struggle. If they continue to do this, LeBron will burn out again. So I don't have a lot of positivity towards a trade that would fix things. I don't, it's just not going to happen. It has to be this team. They can get maybe a trade here and there, but it's not going to be an impact player unless it's a massive just hindrance of something. And that person wants to go to the Lakers and the team that that person's on, you know, they oblige because they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Just like the, the, the thing with Harden, all this stuff about, Oh, well, you know, we're going to keep them, blah, blah, blah. At the end, Maury, the NBA, all grew raisins and still gave this mother effort what he wanted. That's what happens. Like children, like most of the parents I see every day that that submit to their rugrats, that's what the NBA does. So unless something like that happens, I'm not seeing a trade that's going to fix this if we get to a point where we're like, man, we can't keep doing this. D'Lo can't keep playing one game, five for 17, one game, six to seven. Can't do it. That's 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 going to be an interesting ride right now. What What is this team's identity going to be? We're still at a question mark right now. Other than the negative. The negative right now is their identity is they have no desire to come out the gate with any desire. And they have no desire to get offensive rebounds, which would save you in these games. It would have saved you because they're not only getting the offensive rebounds, they're scoring right after. I mean, it's like 19 to 2 in the first quarter. 19 to 2? 19 of their points came from second chance points. Imagine that. So if we look at that as six shots, one is a three pointer. No, I'm sorry. Let's say it's 19 points. Let's say half of them are three-pointers. That's nine points. And the other are uh, five two-pointers. Imagine. Look at that. Look at the difference in the game if you get those rebounds. Even half of them. If they scored nine instead of 19, you save 10 points. How many times are you – What are the, what's the scores in some of these games, right? 10 points, 12 points. It's, 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 at that point, it's simple math. I don't know what's going on in these practices. I wish I wish I could be there. I wish I could be a fly on the wall. I wish I could be a trusted reporter. But the the, the world has changed. The world has changed because because there was a time when a lot of these guys, the the old school guys like Plasky and at least the LA Times guys, TJ Simers or uh, Sam Smith in Chicago. I mean, even Sam Smith in Chicago was trusted, and then he did the Jordan rules, and then everybody hated him. Like, at some point, these media guys have to tell the truth, right? And then what happens? The team resents them, and then they start closing everything off. Look what happened to Ramona Shelburne. And she didn't even do anything wrong. She was just telling the truth. And to me, if you're going to get mad at someone telling you the truth, you're a coward. If you don't want to get, if you don't want to look dirty, don't play in dirt. You're a coward. When someone is right, take it. If they're wrong, if they, let's say, 
because this is different than telling a secret to a friend about a relationship or something. This is sports, okay? It's not that big of a deal, okay? If if Ramona says something, again, I'm not saying she said this, I'm just using it as an example. If she says, man, uh, Austin's been, you know, doing some things that he shouldn't be doing, meaning he's not preparing for the game the way he should. I would like to think that if I'm an owner, I'd be like, good, say something. That actually might help us. <laughs> uh, and by the way, that's not happening. I'm just using that as an example. But that's that's what's kind of here. Like, what do we what do we really know? Because if we don't know what's going on, we don't know if maybe LeBron or AD are not respecting Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham's like, all right, look, if you guys aren't going to listen to me, then then go at it. Then at that point, we would be we would have empathy for Darvin Ham. We could see, look, he's telling them what to do. He's trying to put them in the right positions, but they're not doing it. So we don't know anything right now. We have to guess. And then everybody says they want to throw Darvin Ham to the wolves and uh, LeBron, all the LeBron trolls are like, see, he's not better than Jordan. Like anytime the, the guy makes a turnover, see, he's not like Jordan. It's like just mindless trash, mindless. And all, our, all we're asking, the ones who actually pay attention and are actually invested in this and actually want things to work out, is do the basics, guys, fundamentals. How many times have we said it? Box out and get the rebound. Obviously, boxing out is like the uh, the statistic of uh, deflection, right? Uh, pressures in on a quarterback. What the F does that even freaking mean? Why do they even keep that stat? That's a 13th place trophy in, in, a, in a weird stat. Oh, he almost got there 13 times. What the hell is that going to do? What does that do for you? Oh, well, the quarterback's more scared? I've seen plenty of quarterbacks do fine with pressure. It's when they get hit for a sack when things start to change. So, yeah, uh, I feel like, again, I'm, I'm, it's Groundhog's Day. We keep talking about the same problems. But the thing is, guys, they keep creating the same issue, game in and game out. They have to stop this. Well, it's, it's, at some point in time, it uh... – Ham does have to take a little bit of uh, onus for what's going on. This is his system. It was his system last year when uh, when Russ was here and we were 25 and 31. And then it was his system when we went 18 and 7. And now it's his system again when we're 3 and 3. Um, the And Gerald... It's true. Like, we're kind of dealing with a double-edged sword here because at the same time, yes, it is early. It's only six games. But, Gerald, we're playing number seven tomorrow night, man. That we're By the end of this week, we'll be almost at 10. That's an, that's an eighth of the season already. An eighth. This happens fast. It goes by pretty fast. And you need to be able to make adjustments while your wheels are not on the ground yet and you're still in the air. Because the second you st- – we've seen this before, Gerald. Last year, they were able to, at the same time, make that adjustment when the wheels were touching down on the ground, Gerald. They were making that trade. It was about to happen. And we were worried that they were going to crash it right into the tree. Uh, but ma- managed to pull it out and make the Western Conference Finals. Well, they're not hitting a tree right now, but we're getting a lot of turbulence in the air right now, Gerald. 
after six games. There's still a lot of turbulence. And he needs to find uh, either a rotation that that works within the, within the confines of what we're dealing with. Look, I understand the constraints of the injuries, and I understand the constraints that he really doesn't feel like he has enough data to probably make uh, um, a sound decision. But you have the you have everything you need right now to make a decision in the moment that will affect everything that we're trying to work for it it's not it's you know it's not it's not as if this is um this is some project or experiment that uh, he can kind of tinker with here and there and you know if the consequences are heavier than uh, than the returns will so be it no not in this situation you have a transcendent superstar who's 38 years old he's on the back end of his prime this is a sunset of his prime gerald I know we keep saying it, and he keeps coming up with performances like he has thus far. But we're in the sunset times of it. it it's it's just gonna happen, and we don't. We have uh, another superstar who's very focused defensively and has the capabilities and the will to try and make uh, himself a top five offensive player along with that top defensive player mindset yet does not do it game in game out. So Darvin ham has to take some onus here right away because what did he say last week, Gerald about the rotation? I'm going to dig in on him. I'm going to dig into the rotations. Digging Can't do halfway, that though when digging you got halfway to China, online. man, before you figure this out. Well, you can't do that when you have four players out of the lineup. And I know no. people are saying that, you know, again, like last year, everybody hates Ham's rotation. The year before, everybody hated Vogel's rotations. We hate the coaches' rotations every single season. It's just that simple. Um, could we? Would we all choose to do them differently? Yes. We would all choose to do the, the rotations differently. Let's just get that out of there. Because that every year, we never like a coach's rotations. But – when it comes down to it, the Lakers with four players out of the lineup, four rotation players out of the lineup, it kind of makes things a little bit more difficult. Do we want to see Cam Reddish out there so much? No. Do I want to see Max Christie, who's struggling right now, out there so much? No. Now put them in there for 10, 15 minutes max. There you go. But when they play 20, when they play 25, and in some cases, like the other day when Reddish played over 30 minutes, that's the problem because they just don't have the complete game to help you. And then Derek also made a good point, which is what we've stressed time in and time out here on the show. The perimeter defense for the Lakers right now is very suspect at best. So you see a Torian Prince playing against guards. You see a Cam Reddish, even if he's slotted that small forward playing against guards because D'Angelo and Austin Reeves continually get picked on time and time again. What they have to do is they both have to be consistent on the offensive side of the floor. And Joe, let me bring it back to you. I think that's part of the problem right now is just the inconsistency that has been mentioned in our chat in regards to the back backcourt. You know, you just don't know what you're getting consistently from one game to the next with those two. I'm hoping this change changes. Hoping. Alan, I can remember even in the championship year, people complaining about Vogel's rotations. Okay, I'm not going to get into the rotations. 
Uh, you've noticed <laughs> that I have not talking about rotations. Come I know, but everybody complains it, about rotations. It, it's 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 the same thing for every team. If you go to every message board for every sport for every team, everybody wants the backup quarterback in. Everybody wants the offensive coordinator to be fired, and everyone wants the head coach of the, the NBA team to be fired. In the uh, NBA. USC is the defensive coordinator need to be. Fired. That's a different again. There's exceptions to the rule. There's there's actual guys that stink at what they do, and that was the case. And I find it hilarious that his name was Grinch. So Patrick Matt uh, already he, dropped that. And he got fired. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better if he had gotten fired around Christmas time. But that's another. Story You're a fired one. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Grinch. Grinch. The, uh, he, he got that. Magic Man gets credit for that good, one. Good, 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 good. It, it's it's not. It, I am worried. I I am worried. I'm I'm not worried about the coming out the gate. I think that can be fixed. It's just we've already won more games than this time last year. So right. I don't care about step last year. up. I don't care about last year. Right now, I'm worried about same habits costing us championships, which is offensive. The bar rebounds. was set low last year. We've barely achieved it so far. But you did get to the Western Conference Final, beating the at then champs and a very good Memphis team. So you, you, whatever happened before then doesn't hold water to me. What the, the Lakers suffered from in the Western Conference Finals is what they're suffering with now. And it's not even against the Denver team. It's actually against Orlando and Sacramento teams. That's not good. So with that, I have, I'm, I'm going to say, let's see if they can get out the gate like a normal team instead of being down 12 every, you know, for the first five minutes of every game. And then let's hope they don't transfer that over to the third quarter. Again, that's, that's what's happened is that they were terrible in the third quarter. Last almost season. all of last year. Now it's become the first quarter. Yeah, and then of course their issue with offensive rebounding. Let's say they figure out a way to get that. My issue that I'm worried about that I don't think is going to go away is Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell not playing good defense, or at least average. Because if they don't make shots, if they're not effective on offense, and they're not playing at least average defense, that's when we're getting smoked. That's probably the biggest problem. And what do you do if the Lakers are 20, 20 and 21 after 41 games? What do you do? And, and, and you see that this is not going to be something that gets fixed. Because if you can't stop Jamal Murray, Damian Lillard, and these elite guards, Steph Curry, or at least kind of contain them, you're done. You're done. You are not going to go anywhere. And the Lakers spent every ounce of energy beating Golden State in that second round. Every bit of their fiber to, to beat them in six, which is part of why they ran out of gas in Denver. But they're not, they don't have that luxury now. They have a year older LeBron, and you have a couple guys that weren't on the team, and you also are missing this is the thing that kind of that's been going around, which is true. Le- LeBron seems to be the only guy that can get any dribble penetration to the basket. Whereas last year we had a little bit of a second guy in Dennis Schroeder. I think the Lakers were hoping Austin Reeves would be that guy, but he's not doing his and one gig this year. He's not, it's not, it's not working for him because again, for, this is professional basketball there. They know how they adapted. Teams adapted to this. They're watching film and they're executing it. Don't let this guy get to the paint because every time he gets the ball up with his little fade 
floater or whatever, it goes in and he gets an N1. Now they're like, just don't foul this guy. Just distract them and they're and it's working. And then D'Angelo Russell, as soon as the shot doesn't work, his defense gets worse because his confidence goes in the crapper. Can't do that. And with all due respect to uh, was it Roden? Rodell. Rodell. Sorry. Freudian slip. Um you were complimenting uh deflections for Mr. D'Angelo Russell. Sean, what what do I think about deflections? Joe, you Joe, you care as much about deflections as Bill Belichick cares about QB hurries when Matt Judon comes back to the sideline and says, Coach, I almost got him. Almost is not gonna ever work in the real world. For those of you who are waiting for someone to almost help you. Almost doesn't do it, guys. Either you do or you don't. And unfortunately for us, D'Angelo Russell is always in the almost category during these games. And we don't, we can't afford it. If LeBron was five years younger, we could get around it. We don't have that luxury as, as Laker fans. It's over. LeBron cannot play 35 minutes a game in an 82-game season. He cannot. If you do it, he will run out of gas and it will be over and the Lakers will not win a championship. The Lakers' only goal is to win a championship. They cannot lose in game seven in the finals and us go, well, they made it to the finals, made it to game seven. It is a disaster if they don't win a championship. There is no other way. So if they don't fix these problems, Rob Polinka is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat, a beaver, a kangaroo, whatever. Otherwise, we're toast. We will not win a championship. Whether we lose to Denver, whether we lose to Phoenix, whether we lose to Memphis or the Golden State Warriors, it doesn't matter. Lakers have a huge problem if they don't solve these fundamental issues and these guards don't figure out a way to at least contain the elite guards in this league. Because if they don't, that means more time for LeBron and more pressure on AD. AD, I'm not worried about as much. He's 30 years old. Yeah, we don't want him playing 35 minutes, but I'd rather have him play 35 minutes than LeBron. He's still young. And plus, he's got a Defensive Player of the Year uh, title to, to go after. And I think if he continues to play the way he's been playing, he's going to get it this year because he has been absolutely a monster. Seven blocks that were wasted again. Seven blocks, I should say again, seven blocks you wasted in Orlando. That sucks. That sucks because it's like a receiver running his route perfectly and the ball doesn't go to him. That's what I. That's how it feels when someone gets seven blocks, saves your ass how many times, especially for AD because I feel like he has 20 blocks and all of a sudden he has two in the stat line. I don't know how the hell they, the statisticians work with this guy, but I feel like every single time I say, hey, man, this guy blocked like five shots in the first quarter and he only has one. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't want, and, and then that's going to bother him. Now he's going to be like, man, I'm bailing your asses out, and you're still sucking ass? Like, what's going on here? Get the damn ball. You know I'm blocking it here. Like, figure it out. So that's it. But the thing is, though, when it comes to the backcourt, Magic Man, you know, I noticed it in the chat, and it's the best Lakers chat room that's out there, right here at the Lakers Fast Break, talk about uh, – D'Angelo and Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, you got to remember, everyone, he wasn't drafted. There were reasons why he was not drafted 
One of those is quickness on defense, which is something that now teams have caught on to it. Now teams are exploiting it. But the problem is when you have someone on the other side in D'Angelo Russell, who also has issues on quickness on defense, you've compounded your problem twice right there. I know a lot of people in the chat are talking about, well, we sure miss Dennis. We sure miss Dennis. Dennis could only cover up so many blemishes. And yes, he's doing great right now. 15 points, nine assists. I'm going to give him a lot of credit for playing so well. And he deserves all the kudos for resurrecting his career after passing by the offer for the Lakers, actually getting out of the league. Gerald, you know, word, having to go word, ahead and, yeah. yeah. Word, word, words matter. Words yeah. matter. And in the scouting reports, the words that are used for Dennis Schroeder in his defense, pesky, irritating, yeah. petulant. He would that, not be averaging 15 and nine right now on the Lakers, but he no, would still be doing pretty good. He would be. He would be. Now, being a pest and being an irritant, that that's more in tune with somebody's character rather than their competency. If yeah. you're going to judge Schroeder and Reeves' competency, well... They kept Reeves. They let Schroeder go. So make of that what you will, ladies and gentlemen. But the Lakers decided to keep Austin Reeves. And all this talk, again, Gerald, we're hearing Reeves' footwork, Reeves' quickness. We, Gerald, we saw all this last year. Defenses picked on him last year too, guys. We saw it. We were the ones here watching it game after game after game after game. But because the Lakers were winning – Nobody, nobody really paid attention to it. It was a small, small blip that we could all ignore because the Lakers were winning. When well, I dedicated an episode to it during to the it. summer, they said, "Oh, it's going to be okay." It's I don't know why you're making a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, Jer- Gerald, Sean, you guys are overreacting. Yeah. Nah. Oh well, I, I don't think we were overreacting. That's why we made the show, uh, and this is what it is. I mean, he. If you look at the metrics, what what it would say is smart, understands his role, plays hard, effort isn't lacking, and 6'5 with decent length. You can work with that. You can work with that. Seriously, guys, how many times has Eric Spolstra had to work with Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero? Uh, let me keep going here, Gerald. Hassan Whiteside. Guys with serious flaws defensively, and he managed to work with them and figure it out. But it's not, it's not but just when it comes to let me just say it was Duncan Robinson when it ultimately came point in the time where he needed to produce in the finals. Bruce Brown ate his lunch, and we saw the result from there. The fact is, remember, he was actually out of the rotation the season before, not this past season, but the season before because of his defense. The same thing could be Austin Reeves might follow a different path, a similar path, excuse me, simply because of the fact that that's as long as his offense is good, he's going to stay a rotation player. As long when his offense starts to go away, that's when the problems are going to arise for him. But Gerald, as we, I, I, I would counter that by saying that's true. That's all well and true. But Spo did make did make lemonade out of lemons with him. What's Darvin Ham doing with Austin Reeves right now? Are you working with them? Are you communicating with them? Because I'm sick of hearing about him being isolated on defense. It's getting old because there are four other guys out there too. And guess what? 
you are only as good an individual defender today in the NBA as your help defense. If your help defense is poor, you will most likely be a poor individual defender. There are very few examples of guys you could put in an island and say, stop them. Stop them. Very few. You ask all five guys to be very good help defenders. Well, Gerald, would you describe the other four Lakers out there with Austin Reeves right now as good help defenders? Not right now, no. No. Joe? Joe no. So, I mean, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Just because Austin Reeves is struggling, it doesn't mean that the other four players aren't aren't in on that as well. It's a group effort. It takes five guys out there. This isn't tennis. This isn't golf. This isn't car racing. It's not an individual sport. You're relying on the man next to you to, to do his job. Now, there's always the onus on the player, Gerald. Austin Reeves got beat up pretty good last year. He recovered. Now, one of the big tools that Reeves had, Gerald, was that he came off the bench and into a starting role. So a lot of people, a lot of film wasn't seen about him working with that unit. Eventually, as me and Joe talk about, the more film there is on you, the more details there are to figure out what your flaws are. And eventually, these pros... These scouts, these coaches, they're just smarter than everybody else out there, and they figure it out. Well, he did pretty well. He adjusted, and he managed to help the team get to the Western Conference Finals. Um, You could question his uh, footwork all you want. How is his footwork in the six games where he's running around with Steph Curry drilled? Under the circumstances, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, Gerald. Well, it's just because a lot of the choices that we had weren't getting to the screens, you know, getting through those screens for Vando, who was supposed to be our best one-on-one defender, was an issue at that point in time during the series. Getting around those screens, Austin Reeves was fighting to go get through those screens, probably as good as anyone that we had. But again, like you talk about, one-on-one, you put him on an island, he's going to get burned almost every time. Almost every time. Yep. No doubt. No doubt, you won't get in a disagreement from us on that. That everything, but as Joe, as Joe liked to to say, you gotta have context. Context is important, right, Joe? It's all this guy. Okay, what does that have to do with me in regards to that? Yeah, I, I context to Gerald. Yeah, <laughs> tell right. that to context this guy. Context this guy. is is in a race for common sense. So when there are words that are being said, then all of a sudden somebody gets wigged out by the words, not understanding the context of the discussion. That's what that is. And I love how just like I'm just sitting here and I just suddenly get targeted. But okay, it's it's, it's it, look, Gerald. When when you're flawed, it's important to someone to to, to make. I don't it. have that flaw. I beg to differ, my uh, There's also delusion. That you can also bring in, and you often bring it that. in because you often <laughs> have delusion, it on delusion our and 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 being unaware. Let's let's use a nice word. Let's just say you're unaware. There's also flat out wrong. Let's just say. Oh no, wrong. I'm not wrong on this one. No, I, I, I take, think you I are. Could, I could take this to the bank, actually. 
Thanks for bringing that up, Sean. I I really wanted to talk about this. The check will bounce. (laughs) Context is important, folks. Very important. We'll we'll leave it at that for right now because I can see uh, Gerald's skin turning red. Not Um, red at all. And we'll get back to basketball here. My skin is the same color it was 10 minutes ago. The the film, sometimes, look, Darvin Ham actually has said something in the last few days. He's called out his team, although... For some reason, the guys at Spectrum, all they sit there and talk about is flowers. And and, and and again, going back to context, it's flowers. And can they play better? Sugar Plum they Fairy They need to talk. play better. Sugar Why? Plum because fairy everyone's worried about turning into Ramon Shelburne, right? Mm-hmm. You know, their jobs depend on it. You know, Mike Trudell, who, who shops at the, you know, three and six size boys section at Macy's, <laughs> make, make himself look older with his comb over which the guy has hair why does he have to do a comb over you know he is a guy that you would think is you know in in and around that area we can hear something with some value instead Yo, it's nothing who you, but who would you pick in a cage match mike trudell versus adam schefter oh my god i think they'd knock each other out <laughs> I think it'd be Rocky too, except neither one would get up. So you're not thinking it's like a it's like a great dink and doink back and forth. You didn't hear it here, Alan. I can tell you that we didn't sure, mention uh, Austin sure. Reeves as a point guard. They the, the well, point guard options were mentioned by by the the press out there, but it's something we were not exactly akin to. Just he he can play points where he can be the the playmaker. But obviously, he just doesn't have there, the. There isn't. There isn't a quick fix for a point guard out there. For his there game. isn't a quick fix. There's no quick fix here to remedy this point guard situation with the trade. There isn't one. There's nobody available right now who would immediately help us. And that's the tragedy in this, guys. This whole thing with fire Darvin Ham for who, or should say for whom. For whom? Who's out there? Doc Rivers? No, there's nobody out there who's getting their door burst down, Joe. They already would have gotten hired. There is no one. It would have to be someone that I don't even know who. If Jay Wright decided, oh, I wanna, I'm, I wanna coach again, that would be kind of an probably. And I didn't want to say it because I, I, my heart would just burst out of my chest. That's the guy. That is the mother effing guy I wanted for, you know, before. Because that guy, first of all, his 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 identity was an NBA style identity and helped them win two championships. And in one of those seasons, having one of the greatest seasons any NCAA team has ever had. I mean, they were just they were a juggernaut. And J.E., if Phil Handy was gonna be a coach, he would have already been. And Phil Handy is a great He's like Silvio Dante in The Sopranos. Great He's conciliary. Great, same with same with uh, John Sacramoni. and I like the 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 comparison is was why why did Silvio Dante work so well as a number two because that's his spot. John Sacramoni was a number two who wanted to be a number one and it didn't work out. It's the same situation with him. It's it's he's not he's not a number one and that's just what that that's just what it is. Uh, 
But I, I can't. I can't go into that right now. I can't. I don't think we should get into that. It's just too much of a headache right now. We we, we need to win a championship. They need to fix this, okay? They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year with a peg leg and, and, and three fingers. You had an offseason to get yourself ready here. You had a, a couple of guys that you were able to bring in that have some value. Get this thing figured out. Have some more effort and go after it. If everybody falls off the cliff from injuries, whatever, all right, I'll take it. I already said this before. If LeBron plays his heart out and he says, look, I'm not sitting, I'm playing, and he craps out at game 42, he's like, you know what? Maybe I should have relaxed. Okay, you're right. But you know what? I got respect for the rest of your career. You already did your thing. Okay, you tried to make it work. What else can you say? What else can you say? What do you what, what you have to respect even when things don't go right? Hey man, I tried, man. I tried to play as much as I could and I couldn't just sit down and you, you went out with a bang. And I I've had to watch two of my favorite athletes and this is something that was embedded in my mind. I had to tell people. Troy Polamalu and Kobe Bryant. I had to tell people all the time, guys, This ain't going to end well. Kobe's thing is not going to end well. Are you ready for it? He's going to pop. Something's going to pop. Whether it's his shoulder, whether it's his knee, whether, I didn't say Achilles, but something's going to pop and he's going to be gone like this. Palomalu, even worse. Palomalu was a freaking missile. The fact that he played 12 years was a shock. I thought he was going to go Bob Sanders' way and play like nine years. So the fact that he played another 12 years, I mean, played another three years, was phenomenal. Understand this, guys. This is we're in a, we're in a position here where it needs to be figured out, and I seriously don't know how it's going to play out because there's too many variables. We have we there's too many things that need to come together to either solve the problem. Let's say if it continues to December, or if you needed to replace leadership, how the hell are you going to replace leadership unless you go after Jay Wright? Like if Jeannie said, "Look, Jay." Talk to LeBron. See if it's something that'll work. Talk to AD. You know, yeah, we want you to come. Like something like that. But I just don't, it's not. It, I just don't see how that's going to work. Sorry. This is, you're going to have to ride this all the way to the end of the year. It's ride or die. It's a ride or die yeah. situation. That's yeah. what it is. Because yeah. I know, I know we were going to have to listen to it and, and it's probably going to be louder uh, if it continues. Those those three words and the uh, seven exclamation points at the end of them. Um, but yeah, this is a ride or die situation with all, with the entire group, the leadership group, as Joe was saying, the coaching staff, the players, it's ride or die. Coach K is done guys. He's done. Yeah. He's, and he was, he had a shot. No he four. Was, he was in his late sixties, early late. I think he was in his early seventies when he retired. Wasn't he Gerald? Yes. So yeah, no. He's he'd be in his mid seventies at this point. Yeah, no, you can't ask you can't ask a mid seventies uh, year old man who probably wanted wanted this opportunity about 15, 16 years ago, fought heavily about it, but turned him down. No, Darren, I've noticed less falling this year so far with AD. And had one yesterday. Yeah, yeah I had one. Usually it's one every five five minutes. Yeah. AD, you cannot – seven blocks isn't something that happens every day either. He did his job. 
AD did his job. Uh, he can't. I can't ask any more of, of AD. I guess I could, maybe 40 and 20, but. He was, he like, his second half was a lot better, but he was dogging it in the first half, too. He had four blocks in the first half with three rebounds. It's hard to get rebounds when you're constantly shadowing the guys in front of you. I get it, but Joe Ingles shouldn't have more rebounds than you at halftime. Well, Joe, Joe, Joe doesn't have to worry about covering everyone else's ass. He can just sit back and shoot threes and wait for that ball to come his way because all our guys do is sit there and go. I saw it with my own eyes. It's, it, it, it happens all the time. They're, they're ball watching. Instead of player watching, now they're ball watching. You know, like the receiver that goes on a slant, and if he just gets to the ball, if he doesn't get to the ball, it's an incomplete. If he gets to the ball, he gets he's able to have a better chance at catching that ball on the run. It's the same concept. Go after the ball. Don't wait for it to drop on you. It's that Once little it, okay. you know, the, 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 <laughs> I've been waiting to say this. The difference between <laughs> The difference between extraordinary and ordinary is that little extra. (laughs) A swing and a miss. Come on, man. You guys are going to remember that. You're going to remember that. that Some, somebody's so, going to comment about I'm going to remember it and still not laugh at it when I do Someone's remember Someone's going to care. You're, you're not laughing because I clowned you 10 minutes ago. That's why. I'm not la- I'm la- not laughing because it's not funny. Oh, I thought it was funny. Well, I'm and glad I, you I, thought so it was So does everybody funny. else. Magic just didn't laugh. Magic's laughing. And he'll compliment me after we get off air, too. Oh, it wasn't funny. Yeah, Dante thinks it's funny. Good, that's Dante. Good. Each person oh, has yeah, their own no, sense that, of humor. That, no, it, was, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. It's like that, uh, you know, the difference between try and triumph is a little oomph. Just, it fell. It, it's still falling, bro. <laughs> it's falling, all right. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Uh, Again, we'll be on tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific for the Lakers and Miami. Hopefully the Lakers will get back on track. Uh, but before we go, uh, I know that uh, also mentioned in the chat earlier, Magic Man, Christian Wood. Uh, although he didn't give you the kind of effort that you needed to, in Orlando so far this season, he's had something of a little bit of a redemption tour so far. Positive out there so far. Uh, plus 100, I think, was what was mentioned in the chat overall mm-hmm. this year. Uh, tell us about your thoughts on Christian Wood, because you and I, especially you, uh, I was actually on the fence as well, because, uh, again, I've seen him over the course of his career, and, you know, he has his ups and downs, and this is his first time really on a team that can actually go places. Uh, you were pretty much against it from the get-go, and seems like now, Based off the statistics and based on what, what you've seen, he's given a good enough effort for the value for his contract to say, you know what? He deserves a longer shot in the rotation. 
Yeah, that the 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 ending is a great summation there, Gerald. Yeah, it, extremely value from the value of the minimum value contract. So, uh, I would say, yeah, he cemented a role in the in the uh, rotation. Look, a lot of a lot of what his issues were with us were about his resume, not him, not the skills he possesses. It's the resume and the track record. And if you want to point to that and say, well, you know what, Sean, Jamie, and everybody else who, who had their uh, misgivings about this signing, look look at what's transpired. And it's, it's very accurate, no doubt about it. Uh, the ledger says there's more green than red, Gerald. Uh, there's more satisfactory boxes checked than unsatisfactory right now um shots gotten a little bit better um his you know his his play last game i felt he picked up a couple of cheap fouls off the refs uh i don't think it was anything egregious or blatant that uh he looked completely out of place like uh his head trapped off like in the sleepy hollow movies uh wasn't moving around uh lackadaisically he's picked it up plus 100 very obvious you know he's a he was a plus 49 after after the three games and even after that disastrous effort in orlando he's still uh a plus 100 um i it's it's a time and a place and certain personnel with him uh i don't want to see him play with a three guard lineup that's not his that's not the way uh we're going to win with with uh, LeBron on the bench that isn't going to fix the drought uh, figure out something else because that's not going to work but other than that the uh, the um, the uh, returns have been very positive Gerald overall so I would say you know what not ready to eat that crow just yet but uh, we're setting a table Gerald I, I'm setting a table for me and Jamie and uh I will have to force it down Jamie's throat because he will not eat this easily being wrong about uh, Christian Wood. Alan says that he can easily be schemed, giving a, a right coach that a good coach will ski him, scheme him off the court. And I, my answer back to him was I said, anybody outside LeBron and AD on the Lakers can be schemed off the court. We saw it in the playoffs last year. Anybody named, not named LeBron and AD were schemed off the court at various times during the course of the playoffs. But if you're a good coach, you're doing the same in kind to their players. And it's whoever has the best scheme usually will win. So, Joe, I ask you again, we're talking about a rotation player here. Who's uh, actually you know what, I, Gerald, I would counter that by saying, Alan, if uh, Alan, you may have a point there. You may. But the fact is, is that uh, two years ago, no one, no one could scheme Jordan Poole off the floor for the Warriors, and he's a god awful defender. So, uh, to to your counter, you I mean can, the Lakers you, did you, the, in the playoffs, though. Yeah. The next season, exactly, Gerald. Exactly. So, uh, fair enough, right? Yeah, it all depends. Again, it you know, while it, that's that's what basically it's supposed to be all about, right, Joe? When you're talking about a coach. You know, it's like a chess, a game of chess. Who is playing the better game of mental chess when it comes to strategy? Especially, you know, game by game, sometimes it just 
you try to strategize, you try to go ahead and scheme. Sometimes it's just all about who's playing better for that particular game. But in the course of a seven game series, you're strategizing and scheming. And it's again, it's who's playing the better set of chess. At matchups, Alan, good point. Who was the last, what was the last consistent championship team that had a player that was maniacal? Repeat the question one more time. Are you talking about like a Dennis Rodman style? Or no, a, a I'm about the leader, the, the leader that was not passive aggressive, very direct, very intimidating intimidated to the point where the team rallied around it and bought in even though he was vicious alan says uh it was be draymond green with the golden state warriors no he's not the real leader that's steph curry that's true that's 100 percent correct it was kobe bryant between 08 and 2010. since then you've had the champions that you've had since then is dirk Nowitzki, lebron james LeBron James, Tim Duncan, even though it was Kawhi's MVP in the end, Tim Duncan still was the engine there. And then you have Steph Curry and LeBron kind of going back and forth on that. And then obviously uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard and then back to the Lakers, Giannis, Golden State, and then you had Denver last year. I'd say... The days of being able to viciously motivate your team and get them to do what needs to be done in a non-traditional way, as of right now, are gone. Now there has to be this massaging of, of, of getting people to buy into what you're doing. I don't know if Darvin Ham is that guy. Darvin Ham seems to be a guy who had an upbringing where he had to kind of earn what he needed, right? Most of the, the guys that played in the NBA that became good coaches had that kind of background. That's why it's so difficult. That's why I keep hearing Rajon Rondo be a good coach. Absolutely be a good coach. But I don't see him being a successful coach unless he has a superstar that he can yell at in front of everybody in, 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 in practice and everyone has to come and stay in line like a Tim Duncan or a Dirk Nowitzki or someone like that, because otherwise you're dealing with the Kawhi Leonard's who will wind themselves out. You'll see James Harden type players who will wind themselves out. And of course, you know, LeBron to some degree, he just won't ask to be traded. He'll just leave us a free agent. So it's, it's, it's a difficult task more now than ever. It was still going on back then. I'm, I'm not trying to have a revisionist history here. Players have always ruled the NBA. Shoot, the Magic got Paul Westhead fired in 1982. So I'm not going to front and say, oh, everything changed the last 10 years. No. However, Magic got booed by his home crowd. Now, people are so entitled. They're like, yeah, yeah, get rid of the coach. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> when back then, it meant something to use the the, the leader the, the the organizer the leader of a team who the who the coaches it meant something to have that guy especially a guy that had won a championship a couple years earlier it mattered now oh yeah it's all 
it's always the employees. It's never the owners. The owners are rich. F the owners. F the 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 guys that are in charge because we don't we can't be them and they suck because they pay, probably take it from us. You know that kind of mentality, that losers mentality. And it's hilarious. I I mentioned Harden. I just found out that Ty Lue, who's supposedly the greatest coach that ever lived, for a lot of Laker fans, they keep mentioning how they should have got him instead of Vogel. Uh, Apparently, he's going to start Westbrook at point guard still and use Harden as an off-the-ball guard. Do you really think Ty Lue decided that because it's a good strategy? Or did he do it so that strip club man cannot, I guess, feel a certain way or maybe even Russell Westbrook? If James Harden doesn't have the ball in his hand, he is worthless. And so is Russell Westbrook. So I'm talking about the coach-player dynamic here. It plays a part, especially in basketball, because there's only five guys playing. It's different when it's 11 or 9. This is five, and especially in basketball where one guy can make a whole, you know, make the difference. In baseball, you can walk Barry Bonds. You can walk... You can walk uh, Joey Votto, you know, if they're MVP types during that year, and get you know get around it. You can't get around Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and those guys. They're gonna they're gonna kill you. So, Darvin Ham is gonna have to somehow Phil Jackson his way into the psyche of this team and get him to play with effort. And as far as his system, he's never had a system. So if you're gonna get mad at him for having a system, then you haven't been watching basketball the last year. He doesn't have a system. It's called the LeBron system. And right now, if LeBron doesn't play, the Lakers suck. They're in the negative. When he plays, they're in the positive. The only problem for us is he's in his 21st season. It's not going to work in the end. How are we going to figure this out? We're going to find out like everyone else. What the solution is, no clue. And it's very likely there won't be. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be on tomorrow, of course, for the game on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, See if we can go ahead and stick in a pregame for you as well. Plus, of course, you know we're here postgame, the best postgame. Better post game than anywhere else out there covering the Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, Magic Man, uh, any final thoughts uh, before we head on out, my friend? Go Lakers. I, I do have a final thought since Cool Bro had mentioned something about his dad saying that Will Chamberlain was uh, the best. Uh, I didn't watch Will play, so I can't really say who, who was the best. But I do look at, I am a historian of the NBA. I, I did look at and read a lot of stories about Wilt and obviously know his records. He, he was in the finals uh, 
six times, lost four times, won two. Uh, to me, when you're that dominant, and I know it's a team game, but when you're that dominant and there were a few times he had the best team, and see, that's the part that when someone asks me who's the best of all time, uh, it's it's a scale, right? So when people talk about Shaq and Kobe, let's say, people that I actually watched, Shaq went 4-2 and two in the finals, Kobe went 5-2. and two. The problem with those two losses for Shaq and Kobe is they were favored in both those finals. It's not like LeBron playing against Durant, the three greatest shooters, arguably, of all time, in their prime at the same time in consecutive seasons. There's a difference. And I've used examples of, imagine Reggie Miller on that Utah team in 97 and 98. The, the Bulls probably don't win those championships if, if Reggie's on that team. That's, that's kind of how I try to make it make sense for, for everyone, right? Uh, and I know it's a lot, it's hard for people who just started watching basketball 20 years ago. We, we watched the prime and we remember Michael. We remember Kobe's prime. We remember LeBron. So we can compare those things. But as far as Will Chamberlain being the greatest, unfortunately, he wasn't the greatest where it mattered all the time. He needed to be, he needed at least five championships out of the six at the very least for me to say, yeah, he's the most dominant guy. Heck, I, I even have said six and all. You can't be that dominant and not win the big game. And that 69 loss, him and Fred not getting along. It's 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 very it's a it's a story that we've read, watched. Those two cost the Lakers a championship in '69. We could have got this curse done in '69, but we couldn't because two children did not get along. Two adolescent adults didn't get along. So don't sit there and say it's just now, right? This stuff has been going on. Well, that was fifty what four years ago. We keep thinking everything's worse now. That's what every generation thinks. The only difference between then and now is we accept it now. We 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 support it versus Joe, back then. Joe, this this has changed a lot too. That yes, that that's changed a lot. But we've also we've also gotten to the point where everyone has a reason why they are a certain way. There's always an excuse. Oh well, you know. They grew up over here, or they had a drink over here, or someone, some uh, tree fell on them and it messed them up. Like it's always an excuse. Whereas I don't, I, there's exceptions to the rule, but all, at the end of the day, guys, you are what you are, you know? And, and, and if you do it at the worst times, it's no bueno. Look at Pete Carroll, if you want to look at somebody recent. Pete Carroll turned. Geno Smith into a Pro Bowl quarterback out of nowhere. Not today, then. Not today. Uh, yeah. Not today. Thank you, by the way, because Cleveland was on my defense today, and I, they helped me win in fantasy football. Um, <laughs> but if Pete Carroll calls the right play against Texas, doesn't sit his best player, at least make him a decoy and get that first down, you win. And, of course, the big one, the bigger one, just run Marshawn Lynch. And Pete Carroll is in a different stratosphere in terms of legends. He would have won three national championships in a row and would have went back-to-back 
championships, not only beating they, by beating Manning and Brady in back-to-back seasons. How much does his legend grow? But because he couldn't make the right call calls at the at the biggest the biggest moments in those games. That's why Michael's number one. He made him at the biggest moment. Whereas everyone else after him failed too many times in the big moments. And you and you can't. That's what matters in the end. Well, he lost in the second round in 1995. He couldn't get out of the first round the first couple of years. It doesn't matter. We're talking about the peak. How are these guys at their peak? It's not fair to say, well, Kobe shot 10 air balls in, in, in his first year. The guy barely played. He played like 15 minutes a game. Can't compare it. I'm talking about prime, in the moment, prime, at the top of their game. Who came out the best? Before we head on out, Gerald, do you still hear Keith Jackson's voice in your nightmares about Vince Young? 19 seconds left on the clock. Vince Young under center. The snap. Vince Young rolls out to his right. He's got a hole. He's got a hole. He's at the five. He's at the three. Touchdown, Texas. What can I say? USC's defense was bad then. USC's defense is bad now. I wouldn't say they were bad then. They just... Personnel's fine. The schemes have always been... Vince Young was Superman that year. Just had to go ahead and shadow him. They needed that first down. And I don't know, for some reason, they decided they didn't want Reggie. For some weird reason... Had Reggie Bush out of the lineup. Reggie Bush was on the bench. On the sidelines. All you had to do was... Just have him do an out route. And, and of course, the NCAA goes after him there. for something that's actually totally legal today. So I hope he, I hope he wins his lawsuit. Sports by the way. sports is the greatest thing because look at Malcolm Butler, right? Malcolm Butler gave Malcolm Butler gave Tom Brady the title. He assisted Tom Brady in having the title at that time of being the best quarterback that's ever lived. In the NFL, he won an MVP because of it. Won his uh, fourth championship, which was his third uh, MVP of, uh, of, of, of the Super Bowl. It, it sports is a, as it it, it 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 makes your heart into gold, and then it can also turn it into burnt nice. rubber. But let me ask you this, though. Before we leave, Eric said in the chat, uh, with Hayes out for tomorrow's game, most likely. In fact, I think he's already been ruled out because it was kind of questionable. Then it turned into out uh, later in the day. Uh, Will this be an opportunity for Colin Castleton, who uh, I think was Alan or was it Adam? I think it was Adam that that swore the other day that Castleton or, or would get, you know, would be the answer to a lot of our problems on the rebounds, which I don't think that will happen but yes i think he may he may get some run tomorrow but you know he's not the he's not just big enough or strong enough to be able to go ahead and fight a lot of these guys off the boards as of yet well you you have him on the team you might as well use him at this point to see what might going as well on. might yeah, as well see what he might as well take a look you never uh, know i don't i don't really i the lakers have to figure out if they want it that's really all it is right now do you want to come out guns a blazing to begin to begin the game? 
Are you prepared? And do you have the desire to get rebounds? Rebounds are desire. They're not anything other than that. And help help AD and LeBron, please. I'm tired of talking about this. Like, If you're not making your shots, can you at least get the rebounds? See, we're already at the point of the season where people are yeah, saying, I'd like to see. It feels like this is Lakers' inception. Like one year after the next, it's like the the next level of most confusing, just mind numbing Lakers scenarios. We're in the Lakers inception. It's too much. We we're in it too much. So the difference between now and let's say fifty years ago or twenty years ago even is we're watching every second of every minute of everything involving this team, and it's it's naturally you're gonna nitpick. Before well, they, they are in our chat, that's for sure. Before it was maybe a little bit more acceptable, a little bit more acceptable to understand that Byron Scott didn't have a good game, or, or, or Michael Cooper. Why? I don't know. Maybe because our mentality at that time wasn't so instant gratification. We want instant gratification. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I anytime I want to find out some information right away, I'm on my phone. I want to know right away. Go on Google, and I boom, it's right there. And if you don't think that eventually gets to everything, then you're delusional. It's just what it is. You want once you get once you know you can get that info right away. Once you know, hey, Austin Reeves dropped six or seven from three. I want it again tomorrow. I'm going to be watching tomorrow and see if he does it again. Austin Reeves is a role player. D'Angelo Russell, despite having an All Star appearance, he's a role player. Christian Wood is a role player. But roles, they have a role. Uh, their roles are to supplement the stars. That's that's what, what we need. And in this scenario, one of those stars cannot play 35 to 40 minutes every game. Or we'll end up on Jabroni Drive. On Know Your Role Boulevard. And right now, some of these guys don't know their role. If, if they don't know their role, it, it, it doesn't matter what what they do. Sorry, I, I hope that I hope yeah. all those puns. If you smell what out. Joe and Sean are cooking, but Magic Man, go. let me yes. ask you this: When it comes to what they're saying in the chat, you know, we need to see. We're already six games in, and they're already, you know, we want to see Colin Castleton. We want to see Maxwell Lewis. We want to see these untested, unproven rookies already in the lineup. Like they I don't want to see them. Transform. I want They're going to transform completely the Los Angeles Lakers by their presence. No, please, for the love of God, if Castleton comes in and gets 14 rebounds and 10 points and then all of a sudden we win, now they're going to expect that in the next game. Please, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. These stop guys need time that. to grow. They need please. time to work on their games. Please, They're stop. rookies. Look at things like Bill Parcells used to. You are what you are. These guys are what they are. At this moment, they are what they are. The issues that we're having is effort. That should be able to get fixed if you can convince these guys to put in more effort. If I'm not, I'm not trying to complain that Osiris can't play defense or D'Angelo can't. They're never going to play good defense, really. Their skill set doesn't say it, but the effort needs to be there. The effort needs to be there, and they've lost two games because of not – having the ability to get a rebound. It's a tough thing, though, Joe, as a young player, 
and John to get in there and be able to contribute on a nightly basis. It's Especially very when you're ice cold, Gerald. Yeah. Like you have no experience about oh, waiting Max it Christie. out. How many days now that they've been asking for Max Christie? Max, we're getting emails at LakersFastBreakingYahoo.com on Max Christie. Max Christie in the chat. We need to see Max Christie. Well, you got Max Christie. Well, Matt, well and Max Christie needs time to yeah. get into a rhythm, feel the the hits. That's what Laker feel, Tom was saying on Saturday as well. You, you, you're, you know, I, I said he stinks right now. For what doesn't mean he won't needs. stink later. No, absolutely not. He's going to stink. He has a little bit of confidence already, but he stinks right now for this team. He's not going to do what needs to be done, and I don't know when they're going to have time. He would have played more last year if we weren't winning after the trades. But you can't. How, how are you going to stick this guy in a situation where you actually need him to do something this, the guys in front of him can't do? How are you going to explain that? Hey, the, uh, Max, we need you to stay in front of Damian Lillard or uh, Aaron Fox or... Jamal Murray, come on, man. He's been playing small. He's been playing against small forwards, big guards, most more than the the, the harder it is to. It's, it's hard to play. It's hard to play defense against elite guards, even when you're good. Look at Marcus Smart. They're struggling in Memphis. Granted, John Moran is not there. Stephen Adams is not there, but it's difficult, man. It's difficult in a league that champions shooting and. Limited defense and guards that are freaking freaks. These are freakish guards that can shoot from half court regularly and can get to any spot on the floor and are athletic. It's just not going to work, guys. It's not going to work. You need a whole team effort, and and you have to catch. You have to combat that with your own scoring. They've turned this just like they turned the NFL into a offensive dominant league. They don't support defense. They don't allow you to really play defense like they used to. Even, even I'm not talking about Bill Lambeer and the Detroit Pistons. No, I'm talking about just even like the, the, the Celtics in 08 and uh, the Lakers in 2010 and uh, San Antonio in 14. Those, that kind of defense. And, and, and you know, some degree, uh, even Golden State during their run. They were phenomenal on defense. You know, Clay was a two two way player. Two Clay is the last superstar that I can remember that you can say was elite as a three and D player. And then you had Draymond Green, who was the defensive player of the year. You had the 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 Gerantula. He's more of an octopus to me with four. Uh limbs and then you had of course Steph Curry who who, who kind of glues it all together and it's the last guy that I fear that, that that people fear that really really they're scared of when he when he would when he was on so yeah it's uh it's a, it's a bunch of stuff again I feel like I'm rambling here because you know that's what this is going to end up being if they lose tomorrow we're going to end up rambling again and rambling again until we yeah, finally but the, see the problem the, the the issue the issue with the uh, and Joe kind of summed it up I I think I can I think I can condense what he was trying to say 
is that because everything is looked at through a microscopic lens, Gerald, of course, in a vacuum, Austin Reeves looks terrible uh, below the free throw line in an ISO situation against a faster guard. Of course, he'll look bad if one side of the one side of the floor is cut in half and he's uh, on Triple J or Carl Anthony Towns. I get it. All right, but aren't people watching the other possessions where he's on a shooter and he has to run around and chase them because that defense he's very good at. Vando, not so much. Vando is a better isolation defender. But if you ask Vando to chase around shooters, that's a job for Austin Reeves because Vando isn't as as good as Reeves is in that situation. As we've seen, Gerald's mentioned it, Joe's mentioned it, I've mentioned it. The injuries and the inconsistency have made it really hard for him and the coaching staff to, from 30,000 feet, look down and see what's working. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's, you're trying to juggle uh, five different things at once, Gerald, on a unicycle on a balance beam. That's what That's, a head coach's yeah. life is in the NBA. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be on tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific on playback.tv. Lakers fast break. On this channel, we'll, of course, be here for the pregame. And, of course, after the game, best postgame in town is right here at the Lakers fast break. Joe, any last thoughts? You already uh, were able to share some, but uh, anything more before we head on out? Just effort. I think a lot that comes down to is just effort. Ganas. Sincerely, Jaime Escalante. Ganas. You have to get Ganas. Ganas means desire. Desire. Desire is what gets rebounds. Desire is wanting to come out to start the game with a mentality that we're going to dominate and we're going to submit. You are going to submit to us. I don't feel like I see that anymore, man. It's really kind of sad. They make too much money now. I don't think they care. Uh, I mean, shoot. I, I that that fight, that boxing match between Nganu and uh, Fury was an absolute pathetic, disgusting embarrassment of of sports. You know, wrestling, professional wrestling, we know what that is. We get it, and it's fun to watch. At least it used to be, anyways. Um, but I'm I, I, the stuff that's not scripted. I'd like to have be real. And all I saw was two guys who fooled a lot of people, millions of people. I'm I'm sitting there like, I feel like I'm the only one here that knows this is a scam. Oh, Fury got knocked out. Oh, not and God should have won this fight. I go, are you guys really that blind? Did you see how this was set up? The Saudis paid God knows how much. To have Eminem come sit with Vince McMahon for just two hours. They just paid really... $50 million to the WWE for showing up this weekend. Exactly. You really think Eminem, Eminem doesn't like leaving his house? What the hell is he doing in Saudi Arabia? Somebody told him, here's X amount of dollars. Come sit here for 10 minutes and then go home. It was a show. and The, 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 the hall looked like a, like a nightclub hall. It didn't even look like an arena. 
Speaking, these guys are supposed to have trillions of dollars. Speaking of which, the NFL is over a, a $4 billion industry, and their lighting today looked absolutely cheap and really Euro trash for their game in Frankfurt. That balcony looked like it was Amsterdam after 9 o'clock, Gerald. Just a red light spotlight on about 15,000 people. It was god-awful, and you would think that they oh, That was dry. funny. You would think that they would they would have the you know common sense to to look look at this and see, wow, that looks like uh, no, that doesn't look really nice on TV, and it didn't. But they took a lot of cash for being there. That's what the idea is. It's all about money when that's all it comes down to. And your money. That's my uh, response. I mean, when UFC comes there next year for the first time ever in Saudi Arabia, why? Because I will never pay for NFL apparel again, and I will never pay for a boxing match again, or at least for stuff like this. This uh, Paul, Jake Paul garbage, fixed garbage stuff, which is what this was. So you uh, you said no more football. I'm not paying for any. Apparel, no more. Ever. No Steelers. Nope. Anything. Nope. Nope. And I will never go to another NFL game unless I get free tickets. Well, then Sorry. you're like me because I wouldn't pay for it either right now. Oh, I was paying before. The Raiders are right down the street. You don't want to yeah, pay for I it either. I was paying before. Well, I wouldn't want to pay for the Raiders either. But <laughs> I never went to a Raider game because I wanted to go to a Raider game. I went to a Raider game because the Steelers were in town. But it's if 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 it's not going, I mean, I'm I'm a. I'm a nobody. They don't give a crap. There's plenty of people that are going to go pay $400 to go eat nachos that are going to give you a heart attack, uh, you know, 10 years from now. They're going to keep, you know, people love to take pictures of themselves, rubbing it, you know, telling the whole world, look, look at my life. I went to a game and all that garbage. They have those people hook, line, and sinker. Me? No. No. If you're going to keep – I was watching the games today, and it's just amazing at how many games are – have you noticed that every almost every game ends at the same or every halftime is almost like it's dead on. Everyone goes to halftime at the same time. I wonder why that is. I, I'm, yeah. I, I, what is that? How does that happen? And how is every time a third or fourth down play have like 80% of the time there's a, there's a play, penalty. So if you're going to keep making everything fake, then how can I in good conscience support that? The problem I have is I love the Steelers. If the Steelers went def- defunct, I wouldn't watch the NFL anymore. I'd be done. If the Steelers went defunct, the NFL would be done. That would be a nice thing. I, I've seen two Super Bowls. My team's been great for a very long time. I could I could go to bed going, all right, I saw some really good games. I saw, in my opinion, the greatest football game I ever saw was the 2009 AFC Championship game against the Ravens. I, I can die happy. I watched. I watched Troy Polamalu play football. I watched Troy Polamalu play football. I watched Barry Sanders play football. I, I've, I had. I, I've seen it all. I'm happy. I could. I could. I could be retired from it. But then again, you know, I'm a sports guy. I love. I love my teams. As much as I can't stand Dave Roberts, I still love the Dodgers. And I'll always be my I'll always be fans of those three teams, but it's really difficult sometimes when when you when you you, you, you invest so much of your emotion and your time in something and you, you it's just 
they don't, they don't, they get worse. They get worse with whatever they're doing. And you know what? The only way I can, I can maybe have it change is by not supporting it. Cool. Bro is talking about his uh, Rams losing against the Packers and talking about the decision to get Ripian as their quarterback. Ripian. Well, Ripian. 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 His name is Ripian, like Mark Ripian back in, back in the day. Ripian. Yeah, Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Yeah. Favre. Ripian. Anyways, it's when it Ripian. comes to Ripian. Ripian. Oh, does it get you mad that I say it that way? Ripian. No, there's nothing you could do. To I make see me your mad. skin turning a little there's bit redder. There's nothing you could do to make me mad. Oh, I, I, I'm, I just have bringing, I'm just going to bring the heat. I beg to differ. I'm just going to bring the heat on as you. Well. I will bring the heat on you. You're going to get mad. I can get you mad anytime I want. You no. get me mad? Never. Yeah, it's no actually, one. unfortunately, this channel has already recorded me. Zero. Zero <laughs> chance. Sean knows you're lying through your teeth. I don't lie, man. I don't lie about stuff like that. Well, anyways, uh, the quarterback position. So it's like Tony, Tony Montana right now. Yeah. I'd never lie. Looks like Even a dead beaver. The truth. Looks like a dying beaver. But anyways, uh, when it comes to the quarterback position. You're going to yeah, be dying soon with that mouth. I'll keep on floating, man. Yeah, good. Go ahead. Good. I'm right you'll, here. You'll, you'll be floating. I'm right here. I'm right here. Float I'm like right a here. butterfly sting like a bee. I'm right you'll here. Be, you'll be floating face down a body of water with that attitude. Right. Oh, oh, oh. From who? Oh. <laughs> from who? You'll find out. No, from who? <laughs> and then you won't find out because you won't remember. Because you'll be from who? You know, you'll be thinking about something else. Don't, from don't, who? For, don't forget, Joe. Joe you with the Sandman. Again, I, I'm originally from California. We love litigation. We love oh. lawsuits. What's the point yeah. of litigation when you can't make it to court? I will know who all it comes from. You. Yeah, I, yeah, I said it. I said it. Yep. No, said that, it was right here. that was recorded. good. That oh. was good. <laughs> being right here. It's recording. The evidence there. There you go. CSI, guess who they're entering first? Who's there? They're interviewing you first. CSI. Yep, mm-hmm. that's where they, they always interview the most likely. I, I had a friend who was a CSI. 99% of CSI is Joe's flexing like Popeye before the Gerald. Joe's all talk. All talk. All bark, no yeah. bite. Yeah. He wishes. That's what I know. He wishes. That's what I know. Go ahead. That's what I know. Enjoy it. Enjoy it 400 miles away. It's right here. All the time. That's all I got. That's all you ever have. Yeah. Bunch of hot air. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be on tomorrow of pregame. Uh, also as well, want to go ahead and mention that we are going to be on for playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. And also as well, we're going to be here for the post game. Now go ahead and check it out. We're the best post game in town. Nobody does the Lakers post game better than us. So for Joe Soro, the threatening Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, thanks so much for watching listening. It's Gerald Glassford. Hopefully, hope you will be joining us tomorrow for some great action. Lakers going to South Beach. Hopefully, no South Beach flu for them. We'll check it out, and we'll be here tomorrow for some great action right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>